Hey guys, Walter Fetchick here to tell you that Unicorn.com may be the world's premier esports betting site, but they're also your best bet for keeping up with all the esports you love. With their site's newest update, they've reinvented their Live Now system and created a TV guide style layout to find out when your favorite teams will be playing next. And if that isn't simple enough, they've even added a search bar to help filter it down even further. And you know, even if you aren't a gambling fan, Unicorn's newest update is a must-have for any esports fan. And you might even discover your favorite new writer in their news section. We've got my man Drowling with some excellent CSGO content, and you can find some fantastic articles from my lovely co-host, Chase Wassner, as well. So check out the new layout at Unicorn.com, because there are a few places where you can stay up to date on all your favorite esports, and Unicorn can help. Unicorn.com. Welcome to the new e-sportsbook. Hello Internet, my name is Walter Ciades Fedchuk, and welcome to Rough Draft's continuing coverage of the 2017 League of Legends World Championship play-in stage. Yes, because we need the play-in stage. We need to let all of these wildcard regions get a fighting chance at making it into the actual World Championship main event. I'm going to call it that. The main event. Yes. And uh, they need to prove that they probably have to beat one of the four power regions to make it in because Korea is so much better at League of Legends than everyone else. Their three seed got to buy into the main event. And so did the number one seed out of the GPL, uh, Gigabyte Marines, because they almost won a best of seven against TSM at MSI. No, I'm not bitter about this. You are. <laughs> but that being said, we will be talking about a GPL team today. And I can't think of anyone on the planet other than Rough Draft's own LMS expert. Oh, Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar because now? LMS and GPL they used to be kind of a conglomerate thing. It used to be yes. called the GPL, and now they kind of you know went off on their own. They separated. They're kind of enjoying some time away. And, and uh, Chase, I'm not sure it's been that good for either of them. But I guess it's going to be up for you to tell me yes I or mean, no. I mean, I think Taiwan's doing just fine. Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, all of them got out of GPL. Uh, two of those three uh, countries, Hong Kong is going to be represented, Taiwan is going to be represented. Um, it's going to be great for them. They clearly have moved past it. Macau, I, it's Macau. But that leaves us talking about these GPL teams, and people need to remember that the GPL is a conglomerate of six different countries all thrown together with these individual scenes, none of which are particularly great. And then they throw all of these champions of these not-so-great regions into a not-so-great tournament in which one good team somehow existed, and they're already qualified. So we're stuck today talking about the second team, this young generation, uh, guys. And they've got Chaos Latin Gamers as their big fight to get out of Group C. Boy, I don't know if, how many of you guys listening are on our Discord. You totally should be. We did some great VOD reviews of all of the teams that we've been talking about That's in true. this play-in stage. True. And, uh, well, we watched games. Those were, I can confirm that we watched games in which two teams entered the rift, in which there was a winner and a loser. 
Uh, and the loser was us having to watch it. So this will be a really fun kind of experiment to see which of these two really terrible teams from Group C managed to make their way to at least the best of five section of this play. And, and congratulations to Fnatic because this is about the perfect draw that anyone could have hoped for. I, I mean, you really couldn't have drawn this up any better. Well, this is the, the clickbait moment, I think, at the article. You won't believe who Unicorn has getting out of Group C. Hint, hint, it's Fnatic and someone else. But before we get to that, you guys need to watch the rest of this or listen to the rest of this if you are on SoundCloud or iTunes, I guess. Uh, and we're going to start with Young Generation. We're going to yeah. start with the number two seed out of the GPL because they were second in their region. And, you know, we're going to give Chaos Latin gamers a little bit of a little bit of credit because they were one they were first they were champions and young generation weren't and uh over the course of their qualification uh played 10 games against ascension gaming a team that was swept by gigabyte marines chase when we look at young generation what what do we see I see a team that went 5-5 five and five over the course of the regional qualifiers against Ascension Gaming because they couldn't handle Jisoo. That's a thing. Like, I know, like, you think that's a joke. If you haven't actually followed this region, you're like, okay, Jisoo. Like, I remember him. He was the player who might go down as the worst top laner to ever play in the EULCS. I mean, that guy, you're, you're clearly like, this is a meme, like it's some other person named Jisoo. No, 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 no. Jisoo got picked up by the Thai team Ascension Gaming, managed to battle them, won a best of five to knock Young Generation into the loser's bracket, then ended up playing that second best of five, won the first two games. Jisoo had three match points to get to the world championship. Three in a row! And Young Generation pulled out a reverse sweep, and I don't know if that's an accomplishment. I Like, that to me is just the perfect example of why it is so hard to get invested in this young generation team, because they had two top laners, one of whom had to be benched mid-series, because neither could handle what Jisoo was throwing out there. They felt the need to permaban his cled because the Jisoo hard carry was something that scared them. So that's the quality of team we're talking about. I, I just, that, I don't know if there's anything else I'm going to add to this that's going to give you a better idea of where your money should be going. But, I, I mean, do, we, do I, do I want to try to make an argument now for the good? Is this... Well, well yeah, because at the end of the day, like, yeah, Jisoo may have been one game away from the world stage, which, pardon yeah. me, I have to, you know, kind of swallow something back down because that's kind of hard hard to swallow um but yeah they they did win that series so, so chase why are they here how did they win this series how were they able to as the second seed out of vietnam beat the number one seed out, out of thailand yeah so they're going to be very glad that they have null in the mid lane null is the one player who i thought stood out as being okay. a good player in his own right we saw him win lane in game two as a Cassidy, despite the fact that his entire team was collapsing around him. Uh, did some very good Syndra games. I uh, thought he looked decent. Um, you know, at worst, he had a 7-0-1 at the 16-minute mark on Syndra in game four. I think that was the big moment where it's like, okay, maybe this guy does have some real talent behind him, and surely that's going to be where they're focusing their efforts. 
Uh, I will say that Big Coro at least could play Tristano well. Nothing else. I mean, he looked really bad on anything that wasn't Tristana, but he did have a good idea of how to use the reset and, and kind of push towers with that champion. And Paulette is fine. It's fine. He'd be a, a mediocre to decent support in some of the weaker power regions or a good support in some of the weaker minor regions. Like, decent is in, like, challenger level. Like, if you, uh, like... This team is not very good. I'm really, I'm reaching out, trying You're really, to find really trying to find some, some positives. Some <laughs> this team sucks. I don't, man. I'm the optimist of this group, right? I'm the one who's supposed to come and tell you guys, man. The wild card's gonna be so fun, and these teams are exciting. And I just, I, I, I can't haven't do stopped it. drinking since we watched these games. In all honesty, that's the only way that I'm getting through it. Yeah, but. I mean, that's the only smart play you have at this point. I. Look, man, Venus is terrible, and his champion pool is outdated at best, and when he played things like the Rek'Sai, it didn't go very well. No. Uh, Ren it was terrible. Nocti mitigated the damage by playing a lot of Galio top, which, A, we know is not really ideal in the, in the meta nowadays. It's not something that you really want to be putting in the top lane if you could at all avoid it, and he still lost lane super hard every time, and... Big Coro can only play Tristana, and that's it. So, I, it it seems that this like this top lane weakness though, it plays right into the hands of the the second team we're gonna oh, talk yeah. about coming out of Latin America South, which hasn't really ever been like a region that we're ever like hyped up about. Like they're kind of just like yeah, you know, Latin America North and Latin America South both have separate servers and and separate leagues. Like kind of makes sense. That'd be a large large area to cover from from. From Mexico all the way down to the the tip of uh, Chile, mm -hmm. and uh, Latin America South has put out a team that I think might match up pretty well against Young Generation, <laughs> led by the Uruguayan stud top laner Montaraya. Thank God you can roll. The I can roll my R's. I, I love it. Montaraya is awesome. Yes, I really love watching him play. And I say that unironically, he just... Yeah, he's fun. Really great, really good uh, at Shen. You know, he was the guy who was really moving around the map very well. Great teleports. Uh, got first blood in three of the four games. Just mm -hmm. very clearly, they were comfortable playing around him. Whether it was a carry tick, uh, top laner, he was able to do that. Uh, he, you know, had some... I believe he had a good Jinx game. Mm -hmm. uh, Maokai game in game four went great for him. Uh, so definitely a lot of different types of champions, but proved he can be successful on all of it. Yes. He's fun, and that's where they're going to be going, which is good, because that's that's it. That's the guy. That's who we're watching. That's who we're going to be excited about when Young Generation and Chaos Latin Gamers hits the rift, because he'll be the best player in that game, and then we get to the rest of the team, and I... <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, Fix can only play Caitlyn, which seems like a concern, because they kept playing Caitlyn like the old-school Caitlyn, where, like, <laughs> you use it as, like, this hard-carry late-game threat, and since the attack speed has fallen off, it was the builds were outdated, the play didn't work very well, Fix wasn't good at positioning on it, uh, and they first picked it in three games. And let me be clear. I mean, first pick on blue side, insta-lock Caitlyn. That's where Fix's champion pool is. 
So if you see that a concern, like I see that as a concern, uh, it's it's a problem. Uh, Tearwolf as a jungler is okay. He's he's all right. Uh, Plugo's early game is horrendous, but his roams were fine. Fine is that? It's fine, fair. I think fine's fair. I comparatively, I, I yes, yeah, comparatively yeah. fine. So. You know, this is going to be a series in which you have Nal on one side and Mantaraya on the other, and we'll see. Oh, that's I know that's not really like great analysis. Like I'd love to tell you, like, oh yeah, I have this great in-depth look at like, you know, we can see this clear strategy from Chaos Latin Gamers where they'll be able to circumvent. Like these teams don't know how to do pick and ban. Like I went back over those drafts, like none of it made sense. The order of operations didn't make sense. Um, it feels like they're both very scared of just how shallow some of those champion pools are, and that's not great. I, I feel like they're they're both kind of kind of get by based on which one of them is more likely to adapt to the most recent patch. Mm -hmm. I think the Chaos Latin gamers look just a little bit better in that regard, a little bit better with their drafts outside of that one massive problem with Fix's champion pool. If Fix gets one or two more champions under his belt, then they can have some reliability there. Like Plugo, Tearwolf, they each play different types of things. Um, they have a, a backup AD carry named Focho. I have no idea if he's good or not. Maybe that's something they can at least utilize. Young generation, I just don't see any real flexibility. Uh, it seemed like they had one way to win for pretty much all of their positions outside of Null. And Null was good, whereas Monteraya was very good. And I don't think there's a great player on either of these teams. So I guess that's like that's where I'm leaning. That's why we did Chaos Latin Gamers second, because I do think they are more likely to get out of this group. But are these the two worst teams yes. at the plan? Yes. Is it close? Not Particularly, I'm trying to think. Like the only team I think that's close is Rampage, who we'll talk about tomorrow. Okay. I did not think Rampage was very good at all, but Rampage I can at least point to like long-term growth. Like compared to where Rampage were at MSI, I feel like they've gotten better. Okay. I feel like this Chaos Latin Gamers team is worse than the team that they sent to uh, that that region sent to MSI. I think it was Isaris. I think it was Isaris as well. Yeah. I think that they're. As they, I think they're a little bit worse than that Isaris gaming team was. And I think that as far as young generation goes, the GPL should never have a second team. Um, it's something where it's, it's, a, it's an easy th mistake, I think, for Riot to fall into. This whole idea, well, if a region does really well, then it shows that the region as a whole is stronger. And that's great. And we'll send a second team up there because they've proven that they have at least one good team. But the problem with the GPL is it's not just one region. It's six regions. And it is so spread out, and it is so kind of bereft of the kind of depth that we get from all these other minor regions. Treating the GPL in that way is just a mistake. There, there isn't a second team in the GPL that deserves to be on a world championship stage. Like I, and I say that as someone who likes defending as many of these minor regions as I can. I understand why the GPL is sent out the way that they are. I'm glad that the Gigabyte Marines proved that they can indeed be quite good and that there's some aggression there, but Young Generation has none of the things that got us excited about 
the Gigabyte Marines. They're not nearly as aggressive in the early game. They're not nearly as good at setting the pace. They don't have a playmaker that's even close to what we saw from uh, so, Gigabyte's Junglers. So are so. you saying that running a, a number of like national leagues that all kind of like into one tournament type thing to send teams to international events. You saying that might not be the best structure to run a league? I I just I don't know. That just sounds so far off base. I don't. Oh, hello Europe. Yes, we need to talk about Fnatic next because oh, they are the presumptive, overwhelming. Oh God! Like. If they lose a map, Fnatic should be ashamed of themselves. Okay. I'm like that's that's the level we're at. Like this is Fnatic are so much better than the two teams that are in their group mm -hmm. that this these should be like 20 to 25 minute victories. And are we if, positive on this? I are we are let, let's just let's just hold it back a little. Are we okay. positive that Fnatic is is relatively good? Yes. Relative to these two teams? Okay. Yes. But that's, I mean, we're setting the bar so low. I mean, it, it, it's hard to even come up with a, a comparison for Young Generation and Chaos Lime Gamers because I'm not sure that they would win a best of five against the ninjas in pajamas. Like, that's the level that I put these teams at. I mean, it would be a really close listen, series. I mean, listen, you Young Generation had problems with Jisoo. Yeah. But Jisoo wasn't good enough to play for Mysterious Monkey. Exactly. So, like, that's, I mean... That's like what transitive property there. Like that kind of makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, it's really not ideal. Um, but look, Fnatic is a very good team in my opinion. I don't know that they're a great team right now. I think as a whole, Europe took a step back as a region this split, and I think the Fnatic are the greatest example of that. A mm -hmm. team that looked really great in the regular season uh, because they had these these pocket picks, these this style of play in the first half with Reckless on this cannon, really just crushing people with that and squeezing them out with this map pressure and then falling back after Rift Rivals and doing this very team fight focused, you know, let's get around Baron, we take the Baron and we close because we know what to do once we get a Baron and we're really good at that map pressure style. They boxed themselves into a corner towards the end. It felt like they were pursuing that big Baron fight at mm -hmm. the expense of everything else. Okay. It didn't matter whether it was the best play, it didn't matter whether it was the most, you know, even the most important objective they could get at the map. It's, it's, this is Baron. This is how we close. We have to get the Baron. Uh, and they were willing to take unnecessary risks in order to make that happen. I don't think that's going to be a concern against these two teams. Young Generation and Chaos Latin Gamers did not take a single clean Baron in any of their games. Of the nine games we watched, none of them were clean. No. The warding was atrocious, so Fnatic doesn't have to worry about an enemy team out warding them. Like, they're just, they, they don't have the skill set necessary to keep up with a team that is so overwhelmingly focused on map pressure mm -hmm. because it requires a macro understanding of the game that while I think any of the, you know, where we could make great arguments, I think Gambit would have an understanding of it. I think Fenerbahce would have an understanding. Team One, I, Leon, I could see many of these wildcard teams at least understanding enough to know what Fnatic's plan is and what they should be doing in theory to deal with that. Right. I have no confidence that Young Generation or Chaos Latin Gamers has the mental understanding of the game in order to keep up in any realistic way. And my only hope is that Fnatic takes care of business the way that they should. They don't goof around. You know, we don't have that, 
you know, so as like, oh, well, you know, it's no big deal. I'm so much better than this team. Wait, why have I given over three kills to Monterey in the first 10 minutes? Like, as long as we avoid that, my only hope for this group is that whoever wins out of Young Generation versus Chaos Latin Gamers gets paired up with Team WE in the bracket stage so that we don't see WE have to take out another team that we'd like and have some team that we don't think is as good get this free pass into the group stage because this should be a free pass. Well, These are the two worst teams in the tournament to me. And I feel pretty confident in saying so. Well, so, so yesterday on the, on the show, I kind, of de I kind of described what I wanted to see from, from Cloud9. So mm -hmm. as a North American you know, expert, I think that was kind of the right thing to do. Oh, for sure. You're the European expert. So, so yeah. I really do want to hammer on, on Fnatic here because we're going to get to see a couple of extra games from them here going into Worlds. What do you want to see from them in particular? Proje you know, if we're projecting them into the Worlds uh, main event, what do you want to see that will make you feel more confident about them going into that then, you know, group A, B, and uh, C, and D potential spot yeah. uh, in the main event? It's a three-step program. Number one, fix your vision issues. This is just, you have to get the fundamentals down pat. Fnatic got a little bit lazy when it came to that towards the end of the split in particular in that semi-finals playoff round that they played. It really felt like, they just assumed that they were going to win that fight no matter what Misfits did, yep. and so they were very sloppy in terms of making set, setting that fight up. Look, take the extra minute and set yourself up accordingly. Prove to me that you understand the fundamentals because you're going to need to play it cleanly against the other teams that are both, you know, whoever you play in the bracket stage here and certainly whoever you play in the group stage at the main event. Uh, number two, I want to see a little bit more ingenuity in terms of compositional style. Feels very much like, okay, well, so as does the split pusher, and then we have, you know, Reckless, and he does his own split pushing, and we have this 1-3-1 kind of style that we always do, and we just squeeze out the map. Like, show me that you understand how to run, like, a really good 1-4. Show me that you understand how to have this, like, early skirmishing kind of threat rather than just needing the massive team fight. I want to see some, I want to see some flexibility, because I feel like... It's not that Fnatic can't do it. I totally believe they can. I think Caps' champion pool is deep. I think Soaz, certainly longtime veteran, Reckless. All these guys can do many different things, but they've kind of painted themselves into a corner because for the longest time they didn't have to. So show me that you can. Show me that you you know, have been working on giving yourself a little bit more flexibility so that by the time you get to the group stage of the main event, you can't be so easily pigeonholed and countered like I think that you were against Misfits in particular. Um, and the third and final thing, I want to see Broxa really, really take advantage of some young guys here. Broxa is a guy that I put a lot of faith in given his performance in the regular season. I thought he had a very good split. I thought he improved significantly from what we had seen in the spring split in terms of his early pathing and making sure that he wasn't caught out, wrong place, wrong time. This is your time to show that you can keep up and really just destroy less intelligent jungling opponents here. I like it, When you get to the main event, so many times teams are defined by their weakest link. And Broxa, for everything that he is, and there are a lot of things I like about him, 
He is the rookie on this team uh, that I think I have more concerns about. Caps is just very solid. He doesn't usually make that many mistakes. We've seen Broxa get a little bit nervous in big moments. That's been a problem for him sometimes. And I think that from the jungle position in particular, in a meta in which so much can be determined by when you get that snowball going and where you can get those early kills and how you're dictating the pace of the game, Broxa needs to be the guy to do that. And I want to see him doing that and making those proactive plays and really showing this deeper understanding of how to get the rest of his teammates going. Because once Fnatic gets going, they're an incredibly difficult team to stop. But they need to get going, and, and having flexibility will do that. Um, you know, making sure that you, you really take care of business um, from a mental perspective and, and getting Broxa going. I think all of that will help. Uh, really just nail that down so that by the time you play teams that actually matter, you'll, you'll have everything going your way. Um, so that's, that's where I stand on him. I, it's, it is hard for me to get too worked up because I feel like they're not really going to have to show any of this in the, the little group stage here. But I'd love to see it because I think if you treat every game like it's an important, serious game that you need to take on, that's how you get into good habits. Teams like SKT can pick weird things in the mid lane for Faker against terrible teams because they know the fundamentals so well, we trust that they can do it. Fnatic tends to skip out on the fundamentals if they think they can get away with it. So prove to me that you're willing to do the work even when you don't have to, so that I can trust you when you do need to have all those fundamentals in order. You you look very confused. That wasn't a pep talk. Fair. I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Two two very Those different coaching styles here. You got Bill Belichick. We're you know we're on to we're on to Cincinnati and me like Bobby Knight go punch him in the mouth. Yeah, yeah you know like, that's very different. That's person. what I want. I, I want like again these guys are scrubs. Go punch him in the mouth. Go go kick him in yeah, the dirt. You better take lunch money. You better fanatic for the record. It's too late, Chase. You don't you don't get to be like big tough and timid. You were like. <laughs> I'm surprised the whiteboard didn't come out and Chase is drawing diagrams. It's like, all right, so when we do this, we need our vision. Yeah, well, to be that's like that's our next Patreon purchase, right? That's that's what we need. We're to get one of those for. smart boards. Oh Ooh. no, we need we need we need one of the riot boards, one of the ones that they draw on and everything. There yeah. you go. We'll work, that is we'll work on it. That is an excellent segue out. I hope you guys enjoyed the the episode. I know we didn't have a lot a lot to say about. Uh, the two worst teams in the tournament. You didn't want us spending more time on this. I like. Yeah. I assure you, there's take, nothing. Take the time that you saved, and go watch one of those games. I can't even tell them to do this. <laughs> but we hope that you guys enjoyed the show, and you guys have enjoyed the other two episodes that we've done covering Group A and Group B of this play-in tournament for the 2017 League of Legends World Championship game. You guys should follow us along on Twitter. The podcast is at Rough Drafts Pod, as well as subscribe here on YouTube. Like, subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes. I don't know where else that you We're get all them the things. Now. If yeah, you, pretty much If everywhere. you have an app that allows you to get podcasts, I get mine from Overcast on the iPod. It's on there. We're, we're, we're there, and we love when you guys listen, and we love when you guys comment. I respond to as many of them as I can because I really do love keeping that conversation going. And, of course, you can find me at Red Shirt King you if you want to talk to me directly. And you sh if you want to follow all of the other work that I do, uh, I work uh, at for Unicorn, at UnicornCO 
that's where you'll find my articles and I also do a lot of the social media stuff. So come say hi. It'll be, uh, it, it's always great to hear from you guys. And thank you guys for listening because, man, th there's not a lot you needed to know about Group C, but you, you came here for that little bit you needed and that means the world to us. So shout out to you. Promise tomorrow will be a more in-depth episode. I think it's safe to say. When, when Chase is on the Unicorn account, it's kind of like when back in like high school when you guys were getting your first jobs, you'd go into like the grocery store, go to McDonald's, and there's your friend working. You're like, yes, uh, sir, can I please get six milkshakes? And you're just kind of like snickering at them like, I'm going to go have fun with my life while you're working. And then you have to ask them for money for a movie ticket two weeks later because you didn't have a job. And if you want more insight on life into that kind of retrospect, you can follow me at C80s underscore LOL. And uh, that's all we want to talk about with Group C. Come back tomorrow. We'll talk about Group D. I think that this is the closest out of the three groups. And Chase really needs to sell me hard on the one seed out of this group. Oh, yeah. He really needs to sell me hard because I'm... I'm I'm really frazzled. I'm, I'm checking astrology. I'm checking the alignment of the stars. I'm asking my voodoo priestess. I'm, I'm literally asking everyone how to figure out this group. So come back tomorrow. We'll figure it out together. And until next time, goodbye, Internet. You can follow the Rough Drafts podcast on all your favorite social media sites. Twitter, at Rough Drafts Pod. Facebook.com, backslash Rough Drafts Pod. SoundCloud.com backslash esports rough drafts, YouTube.com backslash rough drafts podcast, as well as on iTunes by searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. The Rough Drafts Podcast is supported by our lovely Patreons at patreon.com backslash rough drafts pod and by viewers like you. Thanks for listening and goodbye, Internet.